Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to go down to the boys to about verse number 19. Let's go down to verse number 19 there. And we're going to look at this theme of uh, what we're trying to finish up on the book of 1 Thessalonians, where it says there, uh, verse number 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. Woo! That's a bunch. Yeah. We could park our truck right there, Brother Paul, and talk about what we need to abstain from every week. I don't know how many, is anybody else besides me, you know, I, I, I hate Facebook, but I love it because it's a way to get the gospel out. If it wasn't for getting the gospel, I wouldn't be on it because I get tired of seeing people's eating. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to see what you eat. I can care less what you eat. I don't care what you eat. Now, you know, I'm just, it's okay. But on mine, this truth, every time I tap it on, there's a suggestive, if not half or three-quartered or nine-tenths naked woman on them little deals up there on them little deals at the top. Anybody else like that or am I the only guy in here with that? I'm glad for you to know. I don't know how you get rid of it. I don't like but it's there. You, can't, you cannot look at any advertisement. You can't go anywhere, do anything. What, everything is suggested, immorality of all kind, wickedness of all kinds presented to you. And God says abstain. Now, in other words, reject that. I ain't being part of that. Don't want to be around it. It says even abstain from the very appearance. If it even just kind of looks that way. That's why you don't want to go into somebody's house if it's just their wife there. You come walking out of there and he's gone. The appearance of it looks bad, bud. You don't, that's why I don't counsel women. My wife's going to be it. You going to talk to me? My wife's going to be there. Yeah. Amen. I don't want no appearance of something going wrong, something not right. This is a very wise, wise deal. You want to protect your testimony, you better get this verse memorized and locked down in your soul. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Stay away from it. Yes. it, it old boy said, if it smells rotten, it's probably dead. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, got to, got to go on from that. So we move to that Leviticus chapter 20, verse number 26. Now, how do you abstain from all appearance of evil? What's involved in that? You just say, well, I got all these rules and I don't do this and I don't do that and I don't do this. No, here it is. And the Bible said, you should be holy unto me. For I am the Lord, I, for I the Lord am holy and have severed you from other people that you should be mine. And when you get saved, when you get saved, God takes you out of the world system and you belong to God. The Bible said, you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. You belong to God. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You don't belong to this world anymore. When God saved Israel, what did he do? Out of Egypt, he took them out. He did not leave them in there to be a nice influence to the Egyptians. It was so bad that even though he took them out, they, half of them wanted to go back. That's a problem we got in our churches today. People want to go back and they one foot in Egypt and the other foot in the church. God severs, he separates from so holiness, the definition of it means to be separated from this world unto God. It is not living in a monastery, hiding in, a, hiding in Idaho somewhere. It is separated unto God according to word of God. And it doesn't mean you're super spiritual or that you're above anybody or more holy than anybody. It just means that you what the Holy Spirit's done to work in your heart. This is not the preacher, oh, Reggie said we should do that. No. Yeah, there's a certain amount. Mom and dad said we should do this. But the day comes, you'll never be grown up until you, ha until you get over, well, what would so-and-so say? What would so-and-so say? What would God say? The day you comes that you love him and you want the Holy Spirit of God to work in you to say, you know what? If that's what the Bible teaches, that's what I want to do. And, 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 and be separate. You don't want to be part of the world system. 
This is sanctification. This is why the Bible calls it saints. But here's what's going on. Across America right now, in the average church, they don't want to be called holy. Well, they wouldn't. Somebody call you holy at work, you just about have a cow. They don't want to be called uh, uh, sanctified. Want to be identified with that. Don't want to be identified with holiness, righteousness, sanctification, set apart unto God. I don't, I don't look at Playboy because I'm a Christian. I don't dress like that because I'm a Christian. Not because I'm somebody special. I just belong to God. And I want God's will in my life. So this is, this is what we're talking about. Hol holiness is not pride. Now, I'm going to do some repeating this week, but it won't hurt us. By the way, we got a special. Where are you guys at? Come on up here, you guys. I about forgot it. Hurry, run up, run up here. I'll preach while you come. But uh, we've got four guys. They're going to sing the same special over. And one reason they're going to do this is because one of them's mom and daddy's here today that wasn't here last week. And I need to hear that I'm completing him again. So come on, guys, real quick. But holiness, while they're coming, listen to me, is not self-righteousness. Holiness not pride, is not pride. Amen. Amen. You guys are going to come on and sing? All right, get in here, guys. We're gonna, boy, I can unhook my train and hook her right back up. Amen. Complete in thee, no work of mine. May take, dear Lord, the place of thine. Thy blood has pardoned bought for me, and I am now complete in thee. Yea, justified, O blessed thought, and sanctified salvation wrought. Thy blood hath pardoned bought for me, and glorified I too shall be. Complete in thee, no more shall sin. Thy grace has conquered reign within. Thy voice will bid the tempter flee, and I shall stand complete in thee. Yea, justified, O blessed thought, and sanctified salvation wrought. Thy blood hath pardoned bought for me, and glorified I too shall be. Complete in thee, each one supplied, and no good thing to me denied. Since thou my portion, Lord, wilt be, I ask no more, complete in thee. Dear Savior, when before thy bar All tribes and tongues assembled are, Among the chosen will I be, At thy right hand, complete in thee. Yea, justified, O blessed thought, And sanctified salvation wrought. Thy blood hath pardoned bought for me, And glorified I too shall be. Complete in thee, forever blessed, Of all thy fullness, Lord, possessed, Thy praise throughout eternity 
thy love I'll sing complete in thee. Yea, justified, O blessed thought, and sanctified salvation wrought. Thy blood hath pardoned, bought for me, and glorified I too shall be. Well, I tell you, that's a precious song, isn't it? That's a blessing right there. I'll tell you something this morning. We're talking about this issue of holiness, sanctification. The raw truth of it is we're not here. I, I, I don't want to play religion. Amen. I want to tell you, God gave his son, died for me on the cross, yeah. bore all my sin. Yeah. And the least I could do is try to live for him by his grace. Yeah. And uh, I want to tell you this, that's two. There's two ways to live in this life at least. One way is the way of God, the way of the Bible. The other way is the way of the world. Somebody owns you. Somebody owns me. You've never done your own thing in your life and you never will. You're either going to do God's thing or you're going to do the world's thing. You're either mimicking and trying to imitate Christ. Imitation is the greatest form of admiration. Or you're imitating the world. And who you're imitating is going to tell you who you belong to. I hope you'll get that. And again, we're looking at this thing of holiness. We're going to move real quickly this morning down to the passages of Scripture uh, that we on last week. We want to, we're going to go to Revelation uh, chapter 4, verse number 8 this morning. Revelation 4, verse number 8. And I hope you'll write these Scriptures down. And the four beasts, each of them, this is seen in heaven, had six wings around him. They were full eyes within. They rest not day to night. And here's what they say around the throne of God. While you're here in church this morning, Amen. around the throne of God, they're crying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Amen. I promise you when you die, if you're a Christian and, and you go in the presence of God, you're going to hear this. Amen. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. 24 hours, but there ain't no days. It'll be forever. Amen. Amen. I want you to go now to Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 11, some practicality. Seeing that all these things, what's he talking about here? When the world is on fire and this world of elements have been dissolved, here's what he said. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Next week, if God be willing, I'm going to preach on the beauty of holiness. There are very few things in the Bible that God calls beautiful. But God calls holiness beautiful. I want you this morning to take a brand new approach to your faith. I want you to look, uh, while I'm preaching, I want you to talk to God. I want you to say, Lord, what about this thing of holiness? Why is there so much about it in the Bible? Why is it so prominent in scriptures? But I want to tell you this morning, we need to understand that we serve a holy God. We've been born again by a Holy Spirit. We have a holy Bible. And God says we're to be a holy people in all manner of conversation and godliness. Now, the Bible said, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 2 in verse 21. The Bible said in the second Peter chapter two, guys, in verse 21, if you will. Second Peter chapter two and verse 21. Uh, we're still not the right place. I don't know why, but anyway, is it first Peter one, first Peter one, two, 21. See if you can get that. Well, I don't know what's happened, but I've got the wrong reference. Try second Peter three, two, second Peter three, two. 
the holy prophets. That's not one of them. Let's go to 1 Peter 3, 15. 3, 5, I'm sorry. 1 Peter 3, 5. We'll get lined out here pretty soon as we talk here talking about the holy women also who trusted in God. Let's go to 1 Peter 2, 9. I think that's the one I want. 1 Peter 2, 9. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. The world will think you're peculiar if you live in holiness before the Lord. But there's a reason for that. God wants you to live holy, that we can show forth the praises of him, God, who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Go to chapter one and verse, uh, the same chapter, verse number two. Verse number chapter, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the sanctification of the spirit, unto obedience the sprinkling of the blood. Watch this, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification, this holiness work of God within you. Why? To the obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's to learn to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Did we get first Peter chapter two in verse number five, first Peter one, five. Here we go. He also is alive with stones, built up spirits, has a, a holy priesthood. God says the church is a holy priesthood. If you know anything about doctrine, every believer is a priest before God. Let's go to first Peter one, 15, first Peter one and verse number 15. But as he, which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it is written, be ye holy for I'm holy. I'm glad that God is separate from the sinner. The Bible said, Jesus Christ was holy, separate, set apart from sinners. In Titus chapter one and verse number eight, let's look what the Bible said there. We're to be a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate. It just seems like it's not even talked about or discussed in Christian avenues today. In Titus chapter two and verse number three, and then we're going to get into past what next week, chapter two and verse number three, that the aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. So now let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 10. And <laughs> talking about God and our, our earthly father compared to our heavenly father, for they, our earthly fathers, for a few days chasing us after their own pleasure, but God, our heavenly father, for our profit. And here's the reason God chastises you, that we might be made partakers of his holiness. Holiness is so important in your life that God is willing to chastise you to get you to that place because he knows there is the joy and the peace and the effectiveness of your Christian life. Now, let's go down to Romans chapter six, and this will be the last one from when last week we preached, and then we'll take off on a brand new set of verses this week. The Bible said in Romans chapter six and verse 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, but as ye have yielded your member servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. Let's go to verse number 22. Verse 22. But now being made free from sin and become servants of God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Let's go to Romans chapter one, verse number four, very powerful passage of scripture concerning holiness. And Jesus Christ, talking about Jesus Christ, declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. The spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the greatest, I've always said the greatest thing you'll ever know about the Holy Spirit is that he's holy. Amen. He's holy. And anything he has to do anything with is going to be a holy work. If it's a spirit that does not lead you to biblical holiness. And what we're preaching today about is a journey to biblical holiness. Now, let's go to chapter 12 and verse number one. And then we'll take up chapter 12. Let's go on up to chapter 12, guys. And uh, to verse one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Here's what he concludes that. By the mercies of God, not by your own strength and energy or your own willpower, 
present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God said, this isn't something outlandish, it's beyond reasonable. This is reasonable. This is part of Christianity. So now this week, we're going to take, this where we ended last Sunday morning. We're going to take off now further through the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 3, 17. If any man, watch this, defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Your body, once you got saved, becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. The tabernacle, even the temple in Jerusalem and the tabernacle in wilderness was a picture of you. It had three compartments. It had the most holy place, which represents your spirit. It had the holy place, which represents your soul. And it had the outer court, which represents your body. God says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he said, if any man defile the temple of God, he said, it's holy. Why does it mean it's holy? It means it's a separated, you've been separated unto God and you just don't do anything with it. You just don't monkey around and sin. Fact of it is, the Bible talks about in the Old Testament a time when the temple and the Old Testament, they carried the filthiness out of the holy place, the Bible said. They had gotten so that they brought filthiness into the house of God. And God said when they had revival, that they took the filthiness out of the, t the temple of God. Can I say to you that while I'm preaching today, if the Holy Spirit of God's dealing with you, now I'm not here for a rabbit show, okay? I want you to do business with God while I'm preaching. Amen. If there's filthiness in the holy place right now, I'm going to ask you to ask God, God confess it and God remove it out of the holy place right now. Yes. Lord, if there's bitterness, if there's unforgiveness, if there's hatred, if there's immorality, <coughs> if there's filth, take it out of the holy place. You know why? That's good for you. You know why? God says, if you defile the temple, him shall God destroy did you know that God said, we're going to take communion this morning. Did you know God said if people take communion and they're not willing to deal and judge their own sins, that, so, that they get sick or, the, or they, uh, 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 they get chastised, they get sick or some die. They just said, I am not going to change the way I live. I am not going to obey the Bible. And you're saved. You're in trouble with God. Now, if you're lost, you can get by with that because you're headed to hell. But once you get saved, your body becomes the temple of God and he doesn't want Reg Kelly watching just anything, listening to just anything, going just anywhere, doing just anything my flesh wants to do. Amen. I'm to abstain from all appearance of evil. Amen. That's what it's about. And by the way, the more you do this, the happier you'll get. Amen. You will. I can testify to that. Would you be happy? Live holy. That doesn't mean you're some kind of super. We're not talking about self-righteousness. We're talking about God working in us to make us what we ought to be for Jesus' sake. And the more you let him do that, the happier person you're going to be. That's just the honest truth about it. That's why America's taken pills by the millions because they're not happy. Amen. I'll tell you, if you get holy, you get, I mean, you say, Lord, I want to obey you. I want to live for you. I want to do right. And when I don't do right, I'm going to confess it. And I'm going to get on me and say, God, I've sinned. God, what? You know what? I got, I got on my knees this week. And I said, God, I've sinned. And it's such doesn't matter. I ain't telling you. It ain't none of your business. <laughs> and ain't nobody else's business, right? Amen. But I said, God, I want more than just forgiveness. Amen. I want you to give me grace to quit it. Come on. Amen. I want power to stop it. Yes. 
I want power to quit sinning. Shall, shall sin have dominion? Shall, shall we sin because of his grace? God forbid. How shall we that are, uh, I can't even quote the verse, but how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? I mean, literally, you know, the best thing that ever happened, you just quit acting like you don't sin because you're saved. Amen. You know what I believe? I believe Christians sin more than lost people a lot of times. Because they got light and they're sinning against us. Yes. But just confess it. But in my life right now, I want more than forgiveness. If I confess, he's faithful and just forgive. But I want more than that. I want, Brother Phil, I want power to not just keep doing that sin. Amen. This is called sanctification. I can't do it. I, I don't want man, I don't want six steps by Joe Blow of how to do this. I want the power of the Holy Ghost working in Reg Kelly, in my spirit, in my heart, in my mind to change me from the inside out. That's what I want. Now, so let's go to the next one, guys. First Corinthians 3, 15, but we got to roll. Pray for me. 6, 19, I'm sorry. What? No, you're not your body. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. And you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, what? Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, who, which is whose? You don't belong to yourself. Amen. 7, 34. There's a different, uh, just, I'm just going to throw this at you. Watch this verse. There's a difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cared for the things of the Lord that she may be, watch this, holy both in body and in spirit. Let me give you girls a warning here. Boys, by the way, take this. But girls, this, this, this is pertaining to you somewhat here. You can dress right, but if your spirit's not right, don't matter. If you're dressed right, but in your heart and mind, you got evil thoughts. Yeah. See, that's, we're not talking about you dressing right and then living like hell on the inside. We're talking about you getting right with God on the inside. Do it. A work, a sanctifying work of holiness within you that you can care less what all the other girls think about you. You want to live for God. Amen. And you're not proud about it. You're not cocky. You're not acting super spiritual. You just literally have been freed from worrying about what all the world thinks about you, how you're going to look and act. Amen. That's what we're looking at. Look at chapter 14. Of, see, let's, go to, let's go to 2 Corinthians 7.1. You guys can run right ahead of me. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, do what? Let us cleanse ourselves. God says, you know what? You do have some responsibility not to walk in, not to buy that liquor. You do have that responsibility not to watch that pornography. You do have a little responsibility to restrain from all appearance of evil and say, well, I just can't help myself. Oh, yes, you can. Let me show you how you can help yourself. You wake up at night, you hear somebody in the house. You go down the hallway, you look around the corner, you see somebody's in your house. He's walking toward the, he's walking. You step back in the closet. You're standing, you're barefooted in your pajamas. You ain't got nothing. He's, he's got a knife. He's walking by and he steps with his big old boots on your little toes, your big toe and your little toes. Can you tell me, any of you, what are you going to do? Scream, are you? <laughs> That's a good way to get killed. <laughs> what are you going to do? You go <laughs> what are you going to do? Get something to hit him with, okay? But you know what? You ain't got nothing right there. You're standing right there inside of you. you he don't know you there. And he walks by. He hits your toes with his old and walks up. What are you going to do? Try to be quiet. You're going to try to not let him know you're there. <laughs> you can do certain things. 
Your will needs to be changed. And that is a work of the Holy Spirit. It is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You really do what you want to do. You say, well, I still ain't got the power. Well, you've got power to be quiet when you know it keep you from getting shot. You got power to be quiet when you know it keep you from getting stabbed. When you realize it might save your family if you don't. You've got way more power than you think. And God will enable you and I. It's a matter of what we really want to do. It's a matter of the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. And that is ushered out of the love of God is shed and brought in our hearts. And let me just tell you something. The whole, it's not complicated. If I love Karen, Amen. Come on. I will not be looking at other women. Come on. Holiness, sanctification, obedience to the word of God is ushered out of love. And if you don't even want it, there's no love in your heart. That's the truth. You just will face it. You may leave here lost. You may leave here a hypocrite. You may leave here putting on the dog, but at least you've heard the truth. And the truth will set you free. Ephesians 1, 4. This is according to he has chosen us in him before the family world that we should be what? Do anything we want to. Be holy without blame before him in love. This issue of holiness Sanctification, it all has to do with being the love of God Amen. that issues out from his holiness. Holiness is the greatest attribute of God there is. Amen. Everything God is issues out of the fact that he's holy. Yeah. If he wasn't holy, his love would mean nothing to you. Yeah. It wouldn't help you in the least little bit. His mercy, would he wouldn't have any mercy if he didn't love you. If he, if he wasn't holy, everything issues from holiness out through his love and through there all the good things you know about God. Because if God was not holy, there'd be no hope for any of us today. Amen. Let's go further. Ephesians 2.21, in whom all the building faithfully friend together groweth up unto a what? Defiled temple? A holy temple in the Lord. In whom also ye are built together for a habitation of God. How? Through the Spirit. Don't get in your head, I'm going to go out and look, I'm going to do better next week. No, don't do that. You get your face on the ground. You say, God, I need help. Yes. My flesh is weak. I cannot live the Christian life in my own power. I couldn't save myself. I can't even live the Christian life in my own power. I need your spirit. Let's go to verse, did we get 22? Yeah. Let's go to uh, 424. Ephesians 4.24. And that you put on the new man. Watch, boy, this is, this is my, one of my favorite verses. That you put on the new man. Now this is talking about the new birth. If any man be in Christ, he's what? A new creature. All right. You've been born again. A new creature. Not an overhaul job. Not a religious huckster job. But you've been born again of the Spirit of God. A new man. And that you put on the new man. You know what? I get up in the morning, I got a choice what I can put on, right? right. If it's five degrees out there, guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not putting on no Bermuda shorts, that's for sure. (laughs) You ain't never going to see me in a pair of them anyway. (laughs) I I, I tell you what, I made a man so mad one time here at this church. I preached on over where it said God no delight in the legs of a man. He liked to wear shorts. He got ticked at me. That verse don't have nothing to do with me wearing shorts. I said, how come you're bothered by it then? Verse doesn't pertain to you. Why are you bad at me for? 
Can I tell you something right now? You get it in your head. The first thing God did when he saved the first people on the face of this earth, whose names was Adam and Eve, he clothed them. He was not satisfied with how they had clothed themselves. And God said, you don't determine how you're, what you're going to wear. I will determine what you're going to wear. And you're not dressed. Woo! God didn't send them to church. God didn't even baptize them. God clothed them. Woo! You don't hear that much, priest. Some of you won't be back. This is your last, first and last time. <laughs> I heard he was crazy. I just went to see for myself. But you get, you get this one. That you put on the new man, which after God is what? Created. Salvation is a creation. God's the only one who can create. That you cannot save yourself if you can't show me what you can create. The creation is when you take, there was nothing there and you made something. Nothing there. I mean, you don't even get the kit to start with. I mean, there was nothing there. You created it. God created a new man within you when you got saved. And here's how he did it. He created them in righteousness. And I love this. The Holy Ghost is so good. He didn't just say holiness. He said True holiness. Why would the Holy Ghost say that? Because man will try to fake holiness. It. He'll put on a backward collar and wear a big long robe and try to make you think he's holy. He'll go around quoting scripture and packing the Bible and stand on and make big long prayers and tell you how good he is and how, how long he's been serving God. He'll try to make you, the Pharisees, that's what this is all about. They were not, they acted holy, talked holy, but they were rotten on the inside. God says, when I created a new man, I created him in righteousness and in true holiness. True holiness is characterized, I believe, first of all, by humility. You're not going to be proud you're going to give God the glory. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about him, what he's done inside you. Yeah. And you're just humble enough to say, you know, if it been left at me, I'd be in the bowels of hell screaming right now. But God had mercy on me. Amen. That's why I always say, they say, Reg, how you doing? I'm better than I deserve. You know why? I deserve hell. I should have been in hell right now. But I got mercy from God. That mercy came through Jesus Christ dying on the cross for my sin. Why boast us that? God just teaches over and over again. Don't boast about your spirituality because it didn't come from you. Don't put on no dog show for God. He ain't interested. I'm glad God sees Reg Kelly's heart. You know, to be honest about it, I got, I, I got enough just to, what you might call it natural, whatever. I could get up here and preach probably. Go through the motions. Did you know I had a preacher tell me one time, he said, Reggie, I was committing adultery with a woman in the congregation and preaching every Sunday. Wow. And he said the average person in church could not tell no difference. The level of spirituality. He said she was sitting in the congregation and every week I was committing adultery with her. And he said, I could preach. Let me tell you about your flesh. Desperately wicked, deceitful above all things, who can know it? 
I am so thankful that the God we serve this morning sees right through my garbage. He sees right through my put on. He sees right through my deceitfulness and he sees the utmost of the truth in my heart. I praise God that it's true holiness and not a bunch of put on, covered up junk, acted out in public, we ain't getting nowhere this morning, are we? It's already 1130, and I started church 30 minutes early so we could get somewhere. <laughs> Mercy, six alive. 527, guys. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to stop somewhere and we'll have communion, even if I ain't done, okay? 527. Here's what God says about the church, that he might present it to himself. Glorious church, not having spot nor wrinkle, there any such thing, but that it should be what? Holy. Holy and without blemish. You say, well, if he got me, he didn't get anything without blemish. That's right, but I'm going to tell you, you get that song they just sung? Yeah. Complete in him. Yeah. That's the secret. Did you know we're going to be presented faultless before the throne of God? That's what Jude said. Amen. How in the world are we going to be presented faultless? In him. Amen. It's his righteousness, not our righteousness. His righteousness imputed to us by faith. Man, alive, you're talking about joy. I'm so thankful this morning for I have, a, I have an advocate, I have a high priest, I have an intercessor. Whoever liveth to make intercession for Reg Kelly, you know why? Because he knows I need it, amen? Colossians 1.22. In this body of flesh, the death presents you how? Holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. How many thinks there must be something in the Bible about Holy. Anybody getting, the, anybody getting the gist of this? Yeah. Bible's full of it. You walk in the average church today, it'll never say the word. And certainly not, and certainly not insinuate that God's people should be holy and sanctified and set apart unto God and abstain from all appearance of evil. You know why a lavish church, church members are not happy these days? because he don't stain from all appearance of evil. He just thinks, ah, you know, everybody's got a flesh. We're just constantly justifying our flesh. Yep. Exodus 3, 5 says that the ground wherein thou standest is holy ground. That's where your forefathers got the idea and the, and the Bible concept that all ground is holy. Was, was Moses in church somewhere? Was Moses down at the temple? Moses out in the desert. Jerry, he was out checking the cows, if you will. Reg, he was out the sawmill, if you will. He was out at your job. Because for the child of God, in this issue of sanctification and holiness, all ground is holy ground. Hey, let me throw something at you. When you get married, what do they call it? Holy matrimony. You know what that means? That everything inside that marriage better be holy. It better be obedient to Scripture. It's ordained of God, set apart of the Lord, set apart to each other, separated from everybody else except the Lord, and that it should be obedient. How, when we talk about, watch this, talk about husband. Okay, so husband, you, you got married? You entered into holy matrimony? What does it mean? That you love her as Christ loved the church, gave himself for. That's practical sanctification. I'm going to treat my wife right. I'm going to love her and protect her and provide for her and 
try to give her some kind of joy, at least if I can. It's just practical holiness. How's the wife? Y'all went quiet on me. I'm going to go to something else. I don't like that, Lord. Exodus 15, 11. But all grounds, holy ground. Exodus 15, 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness? Go to Exodus 22, 31. We're not doing too bad. Hang on. And you should be, watch this. And you should be holy men unto me. And neither shall you eat any flesh that's torn of breach in the field. You shall cast it the dog. You know what God says? I give you this whole different way of living. I separated you. don't live like those guys out there live. You don't eat roadkill. <laughs> Holiness is good for your health. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your mind. It's good for everything. Separated unto God in all areas of life. Okay? Uh, let's go to the next one, guys. What, whatever we got there. 22. And thou shalt hang the veil up and attach it, that mayest bring it in with the veil of the ark. The holy, that veil shall divide you between the holy place and the most holy. God talks about this, the tabernacle. 28, verse number 2 and 4. Verse number, chapter 28. Now, I want you to watch this. Watch this. And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron, thy brother, for glory and for beauty. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I fill with spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister to me in the priest's office. Now, you go into that Old Testament tabernacle, and when he got the tabernacle designed, then he dealt with the priest. And he told the priest, said, you, can't just, you just can't act, dress, any way you want to. This morning I put on Facebook, this is wild. Go on up, guys, to, um, we got, go to Exodus 28, 36. Exodus 28, 36. Now, I want you to watch this. I think the Lord showed me something this morning about 4.30, 5 o'clock. Everybody talks about in Revelation 13 and during the tribulation about taking the mark of the beast. Where does it first talk about it being at? In your forehead. Hmm. I mean, it talks about being in your hand. You'll seldom ever hear a preacher preach. You know, everybody gets, oh, you can mark the beast. And that's true. It's there. It's about chapter 13, number eight, verse 18, three sixes, six, 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 number of beast. And it talks about what will happen to those who take the, and by the way, if you're here during the tribulation, which I hope you won't be, but if you are and you take the mark of the beast, it's over. You'll never be saved. You have sealed your fate forever. It's interesting that the Bible speaks earlier in the book of Revelation about the name of God being sealed in the saints' forehead. Watch this. This goes way back. In Exodus 28, talking about the priest, and they put on their crown. Thou shall make a plate. Went on this bonnet that he had, kind of a deal that the priest bonnet there and the crown. Make a plate of pure gold. gold. Pure gold speaks of deity in the Bible. And grave upon it. Don't just scribble upon it. Engrave in the gold. Like the engraving of the signet. What does he want engraved and put on the forehead of that priest? So the priest is walking, and the people are seeing, and when they look at him, what do they see? Holiness to the Lord. Isn't it amazing that the Bible literally lays out clear that everybody's going to have something on their forehead? Did you know that everybody in here is wearing something on your forehead already? You're either wearing on your forehead, I love the world, or I love Christ. 
You're bearing somebody. And if you love the world, basically what you're saying is, I belong to Satan. Or you have holiness to the Lord. Now, the Old Testament priest, now we know that Jesus is the fulfillment of the office of high priest, which is here. But you cannot deny that the priesthood is also a picture of the priesthood of the believers in the New Testament. It's all in there. We even looked at a verse while ago about it. Your priesthood, okay? Priesthood of the believers. Your forefathers were burned at the stake over that issue. So big. So, watch this. So, and we're just going to quit here in a little bit because I don't have, I'm, I'm not, I'm just barely started. But I do want to get this. So, you've got this, we're going to get it up. And thou shalt put on a blue lace that it may be upon the mitre, upon the forefront of the mitre it shall be. Guys, I want to do one more verse on this. Go to 39, verse 30. Now watch this. They made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote it upon a writing like to the engravings of a signet, holiness to the Lord. If the Old Testament priesthood is a picture of the New Testament believer priest, what should be projecting from our lives? Holiness to the Lord. Well, I think I'll just go up to that big jewelry store in Springfield this week and get me a little false, fakey gold plate and have me engrave on it, holiness to the Lord. And I think I'll strap it around my ears and go around the country, Brother Art, and I'll just tell everybody I'm holy to the Lord. Oh. Now, how many think that'd be nonsense? Yeah. But what does God want? What does God want? God wants your life and my life that everything we're saying, doing, Acting, business transactions, relationships should all represent holiness unto the Lord. Amen. I, I, can I be honest with y'all and we're fixed to have communion? I have literally, Brother Kime, lost myself in the Bible with this subject. It is all encompassing to every arena of your faith. I was sitting in my chair this morning reading my Bible, not even think, reading a whole different passage. And all of a sudden the Lord showed me, he said, Reggie, have you ever considered what is the beauty of holiness? So I ran in my study and I got my concordance out and I looked up every time the Bible mentions the word beauty, beautiful, beautify, stuff like that. I like to fell over. And you know what? Just like every other doctrine in the Bible, Satan has imitation beauty. And with his imitation beauty, he destroys people. Can I tell you something? The Bible even says he had beauty. Here's what I'm going to get across. Brother Snow, if I do business with you, I need to be honest with you, gun barrel straight with you. And if there's any information that I would want to know, if you were selling it to me, I need to tell you. I need to conduct myself in all my business transactions with across my forehead, not with air, spiritual arrogancy, not say, well, I'm a preacher. Can't you give me 10% off? That makes me sick. 
I don't use my relationship with Jesus Christ to try to get a good deal. I further don't use my relationship with Jesus Christ to try to trick you and set you up for a stab. You know why America is despising Christianity today? It's because we've taken it off of our actual living. And we've justified certain things, certain lies, certain conduct, and the world goes, they're no different than we are. And all we're projecting is we're just like you. And the sad truth about it is, that's what we want. Holiness to the Lord. What does it mean to you today? What would it mean in the way I think? Brother Jim, what would holiness to the Lord mean about my thought life? What would be your thoughts on that? I'm hitting you up, I know, but what would, how would that reflect itself? Holiness to the Lord in my thinking. By the way, think about this. Where, where, was, where was it at? Right here. As a man thinketh where? In his heart, so is he. So in my thought life, what would be, what would project holiness? Would envy? Envy is wicked sin. Jesus was delivered to be crucified because of envy. The Bible tells you. Joseph was sold by his brethren over envy. My mind right here should not be envious. You got any thoughts on that? Anybody? How would you project holiness to the Lord with your mind? Pure thoughts. Pure thoughts. Bringing every thought into captivity. When your thought comes into your mind that you know is not right, biblical, casting it down. Letting the Holy Spirit say, that's not of God, that's wrong, that's destructive. Cast it down. Monetarily, yes. The Bible says, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Okay, commit thy works, Lord, thy thoughts shall be established. Here's where I'm going with this thing. As we go through this, probably two or three more weeks, I just want us to be honest about it. That's what my Bible tells me. It's not my option. I can't look at that and say, well, you know, I just don't go along with all that stuff and I'm not preaching it. I can't just say, oh, this is a golden corral. I'm just going to pick and choose what I want to preach. That's why I like to preach through books. Because you're face to face it. You're forced to face it. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I'm just being honest with you. I'm having, a, I'm, I'm having some real battles with the Lord. Because yeah. I'm telling you what God's done this past week. Something will come up and he'll say, Reggie, that's not holy. Reggie, that's not holy. That's not holy thinking. Reggie, unholy thinking is going to mess your mind up. You won't have the joy of the Lord. You won't be happy. You won't be able to think clearly and make decisions clearly and properly with an unholy mind. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Can I tell you, if we would just get this one, one aspect of holiness down, holiness of thought. When God lists the first things in Mark, verse 13, where it says, and for out of, from within, out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts. If I could just let, get holiness to the Lord on my thought life, 
That'd be a great conquer. It'd be a great thing. All right. Uh, listen, it's 11:50, and re I started. We started a half hour earlier so I could get through this message, and I'm about 20% way through. So next week.